What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Politics by Faith, brought to you by Public Square. Stop doing business with people who hate you. Thanks for being here. So we did a TV show recently, a special on the Cold War 2.0, which I believe we're living in right now, particularly with China, but really just on the eve of a World War III. You think we'll say this, I come here to get rid of anxiety, not to have more. And I know we'll relieve some of it here. Just some things we need to know. We talked about in the special that all of history is the history of empires. Empires rise and empires fall. We had a World War One and then a World War Two. And people don't think we'll have a World War III. <laughs> That's it. We learned learned our lesson. Of course we will. They called World War I the war to end all wars. And 21 years later, they had another one. So in the first segment of the special, we broke down six little mini wars. Wars kind of like Russia versus Ukraine. Little skirmishes and small wars that led to World War I. And uh, it took 44 years from the first of these until World War I ultimately broke out. And I would argue that we are following the same path right now. It just is taking longer than we imagined it would. So we talked about that, then we had some great guests, and then we wrap it up with this segment here. All that's available on the app, the First TV app, and also on the website, thefirsttv.com. And now the thefirsttv.com, or First TV is on uh, DirecTV, which is awesome. You can watch us on DirecTV, channel 347. So... We'll pick up the last segment here. And this one is all about the failures of our elites from the science, the Supreme Court, and the media. The point I want to make to wrap up this special is that you, you must have the discernment yourself to separate right from wrong and good from evil. You have to do it. You cannot trust anybody else to do it for you. You cannot outsource this. You cannot trust the science. You cannot trust Ivy League graduates. You cannot trust the Supreme Court. You cannot trust the media. It's quite discouraging, perhaps, how many people in America have supported the wrong side in major conflicts. And it's usually the elites who have gotten it deadly wrong. And it's not just the wrong side. In many cases, it's they've supported pure evil. Let's, let's start with the science, how the science can lead us astray. There's a report written by Harvard University. And they talk about, in many things in this report, but one of them is how many of their professors in the early 1900s were the leaders of the eugenics movement. Charles B. Davenport in particular, if you want to look him up, he wrote the textbook for colleges across the country. One third of high school biology textbooks cited his book about 
eugenics. He believed, the Harvard guy, he believed in racial inferiority and superiority. He was against the mixing of races. He believed in the idea of the undesirables and they should be eliminated one way or the other, just like the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, by the way. I cannot express how prevalent eugenics was in America in the early 1900s, celebrated by the elites of our society. It's the idea that we can breed desirable people and we can create a superior race and the undesirables, we can kill them or at least prevent them from breeding and continuing on. Does that sound familiar, that idea? What country led by a leader put that belief into practice in the early 1900s? I just can't put my finger on it right now. This issue went to the Supreme Court. 1924, there's a 21-year-old who had the mental capacity of a nine-year-old. She was raped, became pregnant. And Virginia just passed a new law calling for the sterilization of the mentally defective to improve the welfare of society. And this went up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ruled that eugenics law, sterilization, forced sterilization, it's constitutional and legal. Eight to one decision. And that's, it's called now Buck versus Bell. And that's the decision where the famous line from Oliver Wendell Holmes came from, three generations of imbeciles are enough. Okay? So very prevalent in America in the early 1900s, this idea of breeding superior people and sterilizing or killing inferior people. This idea was promoted by the science and the elites and the Ivy League graduates and the Supreme Court all the way up to the White House. Woodrow Wilson was a huge supporter of eugenics and it spread right across the Atlantic Ocean and one guy in particular put it into practice. There were elites in America who thought what Hitler was doing was great. So the question is, if you were alive in the early 1900s in America, would you have supported, would you have supported what the elites told you to support? Would you have supported what the elites told you was the smart thing to do? The science says they all had Ivy League degrees and the Supreme Court even said it's great. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's why when we just went through COVID, this whole follow the science thing, how many people fell for it? Very discouraging. The New York Times just wrote an article the other day, the mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons be learned? No, never. We will always blindly follow the science. So you can't trust the Ivy League grads. You can't trust the Supreme Court. You can't trust the science, but you can trust the media, right? In the Cold War, the special is called Cold War 2.0, the original Cold War. Many elites, most elites, supported the Soviet Union. The classic story is Walter Durante. He was the chief correspondent to the Soviet Union for the New York Times. And he wrote many articles. One of them, Russians hungry, but not starving. Another one, any report of a famine in Russia is today an exaggeration or malignant propaganda. <laughs> Four million Ukrainians died from intentional starvation in the Soviet Union. Four million. Durante won a Pulitzer Prize for his reporting in the Soviet Union in 1932. 
Pulitzer Prize. He lied constantly, won an award from his fellow elites. So the chief reporter from the top newspaper in the world denied there was a famine or anything else negative going on. And because he came from the New York Times, it was accepted as gospel and truth, which affected the perception that millions of Americans around the world, millions of Americans and millions of people around the world had about Stalin and his evil regime. But it's the New York Times. He won a Pulitzer Prize. I'm just saying that the elites don't have a great track record when it comes to discerning good from evil. They very often support the bad guys in the conflict. Our superiors, our betters, are wrong a lot. And we need to never take their word for anything. We just lived through COVID. <laughs> we just lived through the elites and our superiors telling us what is good and bad and wrong and evil. We're gonna fall for it again? Oh, so that was a long time ago. Give me a more recent example. Okay, never forget this example. 2019, do you remember when the Houston Rockets general manager tweeted out, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Uh-oh. The NBA freaked out, made him apologize. He went on this massive backtrack, kiss and butt effort to tell China uh, that, that we love China. Please, China, please don't take away the biggest market we have in the world and the $5 billion a year we make in China and the $10 billion we have invested over there. Please, China, we love you. You know, ESPN owns 5% of the NBA China, 5%, which is why ESPN used this map in a story that they were doing about China. Now, this map right here is not a map of China that anyone in the world uses except for China. Only China uses this map of China. Do you see the dashes at the bottom? It's kind of hard to see, but there's little dashes. So you got China, <laughs> Excuse me, China, and then there's like dash, 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 dash. That's called the nine dash map. You can look it up. This is the map that China uses to show that they control the South China Sea and by extension, Taiwan. Why did ESPN use that map? Have you ever heard of that map? You ever seen that map? Of course not. How did ESPN even get that map? There's no way that a lowly producer at ESPN Googled map of China and came across this one. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing that anyone uses except for the Chinese regime. Only the commies use that map of China. So that map came from the top. That is Chinese propaganda funneled through Disney and ABC and ESPN straight to you. That is communist Chinese propaganda on ESPN. Never forget that. That is not the first example of it. It won't be the last. So what do we do? We need to be people of discernment. It's a great word, discernment. When God came to Solomon and said, ask for whatever you want and I'll give it to you. Solomon could have said anything. It's 1 Kings 3, 9. He says, give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. Isn't that amazing? Solomon prayed for wisdom and discernment. Uh, whenever I look at the definition of a word, I always go to Webster's Original Dictionary from 1828 where you get the, the truth. You can't even trust the dictionary. The dictionary is always changing words uh, every single day now. You can't trust the dictionary. So go to Webster's Original. There's a website, Webster's Original, 1828.com, something like that. Um, so the definition of discernment is distinguishing one thing from another as truth from falsehood, virtue from vice. People aren't good at that, naturally. We're not, we're easily deceived. Oh, well, the news said, this politician said, the science says, I read it in the newspaper. <laughs> Seriously? 
Do you know the Bible commands you to hate? Crazy, right? The Bible commands you to hate. Hate what? Psalm 97.10 says, Let those who love the Lord hate evil. Hate it. Hate evil. But so many people are drawn to evil. It can be alluring. People are deceived by it, drawn to it, and then call you the bad guy. So what do we do? Well, we got to hate what God hates. Proverbs 6 says there's six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Okay, great. we got to know these. Haughty eyes. What are haughty eyes? Those are the arrogant elites who look down on other people. <laughs> the arrogant, Ivy League, Supreme Court, media, elites who look down on you. A lying tongue. Any politicians come to mind? Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked schemes. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. A false witness who pours out lies. And a person who stirs up conflict in the community. The Lord hates those. So must we. Let us, let us have the discernment to love what God loves. <coughs> and to hate what God hates. And to not get tricked into blindly or emotionally supporting evil. Now, it may require you to stand alone. It almost always requires you to stand what feels like you're all alone. Will you? Will you take that stand alone? Jesus says in Luke 21, 36, Stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Why? Because in Matthew 24, the one who endures to the end will be saved. How do you endure? How will you endure? You must have the discernment yourself. You cannot outsource it to anyone or anything else. You must have the discernment yourself to separate right from wrong and good from evil. You can't trust anyone else to do it for you. And speaking of discernment, this podcast is brought to you by Public Square. Totally free download in the app store. You go to publicsq.com. It connects you with businesses and people who share your values. Stop giving money to people who hate you. Have that discernment to knock that off. And this is the way to figure out who you, you should be doing business with instead. PublicSQ.com at the very least. And this is just my, this is my intro. Hey, wife, let's stop giving money to Starbucks. <laughs> well, where do we go? Well, Public Square hit near me. And then there's all these different categories. And one of them is coffee. And here's a list and a map of all the coffee shops near you right now that are on your team. Now, and then there's a million things you can do from there, but that's a great place to start. Now, what do I mean on your team? On the website, publicsq.com, it has uh, what these values are. <laughs> what, what are the values that they believe in? There's five big ones. Let me just give you one. We are united in our commitment to freedom and truth. That's what makes us Americans. Okay, do you believe in that? Do you believe in freedom? Do you believe the truth exists? Good starting point. If you don't, if they don't, they're not on the app. If they do, they are, and I'll support them. Public Square, free download, publicsq.com.